0: Welcome to Lit with Lloyd. I am your host, Lloyd Russell. And a shout out to KCAT for uh, making this podcast happen. Uh, My guest today is Jessica Rosenberg, uh, who has written a series of books that are uh, paranormal and fantasy books that are called cozies. Uh, So we will find out what that means uh, along with everything else, uh, welcome Jessica. It's great to have you.
1: Thank you. It's lovely to be here.
0: Good. Uh, hopefully, you'll say that at the end. <laughs> um, so, I, I have heard of cozy mysteries. I've never heard of a cozy fantasy or paranormal. So, how did is that is that a is that a genre? And how did you come to do that?
1: It's. It, I would say it's an emerging genre. It's. Um, I think it's in reaction to. The world is a horrible place right now, and people want to escape into really just happy worlds. So low stress, no, very low stakes, just kind of like a happy place to escape into.
0: And that's basically what cozy refers to?
1: Right, exactly. Okay. So that's going to be low stress fiction. The stakes are going to be low. People are going to be able to just ease into the story. <laughs> no Too many emotions. It's going to be just a comfort, comforting place to hang out.
0: How did you how did you pick these particular genres?
1: So actually, in the thick of 2020, I was following books of authors that I read a lot of, and they started a group of them banded together and decided to create the genre called paranormal women's fiction. Uh, and so there were 13 of them, and they said, "We are all going to write a series in this genre, and we're going to promote it together." And so they kind of launched the entire paranormal women's fiction genre and then out of that grew cozy fantasy and cozy paranormal so it's kind of like an overarching it kind of includes all of that so I was at home I was really lonely I missed all my friends I wanted to be able to go to coffee shops and hang out with them and so I literally wrote a book that feels like you're having coffee with your best friends
0: wow how did you even find out about this group
1: so I read a lot of the authors' other books. Okay. And so they were publishing and I was on mailing lists and so I heard about it that way.
0: Okay, uh, so what made you decide to start writing?
1: Well, I've been writing ever since I was a kid. I've always been writing stories. So I, we recently, uh, a couple of years ago we moved and I found stories I was uh-huh. writing in, like, in middle school. <laughs> they weren't very good. <laughs> uh, and uh-huh. I've, um, I have a background in marketing and a background in all sorts of different things. And for me, uh, writing novels was always going to be my fallback. If all the other stuff didn't work out, that's what I was going to do. And, and then it turns out that it's a much more fun career than I, any of the other stuff I did. So I'm very wow. glad that I finally decided to really make a go of it.
0: Uh, and is this something you basically do full time?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: I mean, between taking care of the dogs, the cat, the children, the house, (laughs) running marketing for my husband's law firm, everything else.
0: (laughs) Okay, so basically, life is what you're talking about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When did you start writing um, the current books that you've written? And uh, let me let me back up. How many books have you written so far?
1: I honestly don't know that I could answer that question. I've written at least a dozen. I have published six. uh, And there was one, uh, sorry, published seven, technically. Uh, One is a different genre that was published back in 2013. Uh, And this genre, I have currently six books out and a seventh on the works.
0: Okay, And what about the other five or six that you mentioned as part of the 12?
1: Uh, they are novels that I've written in the past that weren't very good. And so they're sitting on a shelf somewhere waiting one day maybe to be edited. There's a sci-fi <laughs> one. There's a, a just a small town slice of life kind of book. There's a couple different things.
0: You know, there are many famous authors who wrote books that they didn't get published until they got well-known and then they went back and published them.
1: I mean, one that sci-fi <laughs> one is like a reverse Robin Hood in space kind of story that I have high hopes for, but down the road.
0: (laughs) I'm going to stick to this one for a while. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, And of the
0: six that you've got published and the seventh one coming, are they part of a series? Are they standalones?
1: So there is a first series that's four books. Uh, it follows the story of a 40-year-old newly divorced single mom who discovers she's a witch when she inherits a magical bakery. And so she has to learn to live on her own. And also, the whole worldview has changed, because now she has to make room for magic. She doesn't really believe in it. And she fights it all the way and (laughs) so that series is a four book series each book is standalone but they're sequential Uh and then she has a cousin who owns a bookshop, and the second series is a spin-off and this is story of her cousin her cousin has chronic anxiety and a panic disorder and she uh, develops the ability to reunite lost items to their owners and it pushes her way out of her comfort zone and she has to learn to handle all of that despite her panic disorder and the wanting to be in her own safe little world.
0: How did you come up with your (laughs) storylines?
1: I just, they really came to me. So I've always wanted to own a bakery coffee shop, always. It's just much easier, less overhang to write about it. (laughs) And owning a bookshop, a cozy bookshop has always seemed to me like the Uh, ideal.
0: That's great.
1: That's kind of where it came from.
0: Okay. All right. So when did you start writing number one? And which one is that? And how long did it take to write?
1: So number one is Butter Sugar Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it in 2020. And my goal then was to sell it to a traditional publisher. So that one took like five or six months to write and really perfect and make it as good as possible. Uh huh. And at some point after sending it out to dozens of... Uh, agents at a time when there was a shortage of paper and there was a shortage of storage space and there was a shortage of employees and publishers weren't publishing anything Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a new genre it's kind of a risky thing and everybody i kept getting notices from agents saying it's great but there's just no road to market for this Ah. and i thought Everyone else is self-publishing, why can't I do it? I have the background in marketing, I have the history, like I can do this myself. And so I kind of launched myself into that world and I have not regretted it at all.
0: Do you think at any point that you will try again to go uh, the standard conventional style? No
1: i cover i control everything from art to the finished product i control the timeline i control the price point i control all of it i i, I like to be in control i don't want to seed control to anyone ever again oh so. wow
0: that's really cool
1: <laughs> yeah my first book i had to fight for the cover art i had to fight for the title and it was just exhausting just to be constantly working like against people basically
0: okay well as everybody can see all of your books are in print uh, do you also have them in audio and e?
1: Yeah, so everything's an ebook um, on Amazon only because I'm part of their exclusive Kindle Unlimited program, uh, which is a subscription program. You pay them eleven or twelve dollars a month, and you can read any of the books in Kindle Unlimited which is great if you're a voracious reader and read a book a day. (laughs) It saves you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Book one, Butter Sugar Magic, is an audio available on all audio platforms. And book two, Bread Coffee Magic, will be available on all those platforms within the end of the month. Well, no, within the end of February, I would say.
0: Okay. Uh, Will you ultimately have all of your books in audio as well?
1: Yeah. So... um, The other two are scheduled. My narrator's gonna start working on them soon. And actually, the other series, uh, the Weird Words and Magic series, was picked up by an audiobook publisher, and I did sell them the rights to that. Wow. You guys guys wanna handle those? By all means, please. Did they come to you? (laughs) Yeah, I met them at a conference, and then they contacted me, and they said they wanted the entire series. Oh,
0: fantastic. Uh, but they're not trying to get uh, the first series uh, with you?
1: No, they were just happy with that, just that one. So they wanted to be, have it from beginning to end, and I was already in contract with a narrator. And so.
0: How did you find your narrator?
1: I <laughs> listened to a lot of books, <laughs> and I reached out to a lot of narrators. And then I went to a conference, and I met this really lovely, lovely lady wearing a beautiful red dress, and she was so nice, and we hit it off, and so she got the book. <laughs>
0: Wow, Is she, she, she's in another area, I take
1: it? Yeah, she's, I think, somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, she's lovely, she's very fun. We work really well together.
0: Oh, uh, that's, that's terrific. Okay, so the first book, because you were trying to get an agent, uh, took you five, six months. How about your other books? Um, how long th- has it taken you to write those?
1: It's actually uh, pretty fast. I, have, most of them have taken less than two months from original concept to finished product. Okay. Mostly because I've set them up for pre order and the clock ticks really fast. And all of a sudden, there's usually a week or two where I'm working 24 seven and no one's allowed to come talk to me unless they're (laughs) bringing me food.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do you have a writing
1: schedule? I really need one. <laughs> I really, in theory, should be sitting at my desk and writing for two hours and then doing all the other stuff, but I'm very bad at getting to work, so it never works out like that. So I have a beautiful schedule at the beginning that says I'm supposed to write X amount of words per day, and then I sit down, and I'm like, okay, well, if it didn't do that, then I can add words to these days, I can add words to the end, and at the end, I'm just powering through.
0: Uh, do you write seven days?
1: I try really hard not to write on the weekends. I need a little break. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd be doing it all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. so you finish a book. And uh, do you have an editor that uh, you use to, to look through them all?
1: So my first beta reader is actually my husband. Which is very funny because this is not the Sean type of books he likes to read, but he is my biggest fan and also my harshest critic. He will walk in and be like, There's no way any of these people are making these decisions. (laughs) Write it again. (laughs) The entire last third of the book doesn't work. Do it again. And he's always right. Oh my gosh. So he reads it first. And then I have a really good friend who's uh, really detail oriented and she reads it for consistency. And she'd be like, In the first book, that guy was named Jack. Now you call him Sam, you're going to have to pick one of them. (laughs) Uh, So she's really, really helpful for that. And after they read it and I tweak it, I send it to an editor who checks consistency, words, spelling, grammar. Proofreader. terrible at commas. She puts all the right commas in. And then, then I get it back and I finish those edits. And then usually it goes out to advanced readers who read it and send me their edits as well. And they'll be like, there's 14 typos on page two. And yeah. Like, okay. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's very distracting to read a book where there are errors. Yes, a, very. A fair amount. They, For some of us, I think they kind of hit you in the face, and it distracts from the it pulls book you, itself. Uh,
1: it pulls you out of the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was an author uh, years ago, uh, and he wrote a book where he had the words just then, Like every ten pages or so, it drove me nuts. Yeah,
1: I have a whole list of words that I look for to get rid of. (laughs) Just is one of them. (laughs) Good. (laughs) No, just. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that
0: makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you mentioned that um, that it's it's called paranormal women's fiction. Uh, Why is it women's fiction?
1: So women's fiction is actually a really well-known genre that is stories about women and their experiences in life and going through life and usually they have some challenge and some hurdle and this is called paranormal women's fiction because it's that with a paranormal element.
0: Does does the fact that it say that it says women's fiction does that discourage men from reading?
1: I haven't found so. I I mean I would say the majority of my readers are definitely women, but I have quite a few male fans.
0: You do, yeah. okay. Uh, I know that the women's word would not discourage me from reading it, but I, I sometimes wonder when, when it's a, uh, you know, when, when it's gender, when there's a gender comment or word in there, if it, if it has any impact.
1: Yeah. I tend to prefer referring to it as either magical realism or cozy paranormal because uh-huh. it does apply to so many more people. Yeah, yeah. But, the, I mean, technically that is the genre that was founded by those 13 authors and so i wanted to like start out that way got and it got d- it. diversifying since yeah <laughs>
0: that makes sense all right we're gonna have to take a quick break and okay. then we shall return all right uh we'll be right back uh with jessica
1: Thank you to the city of Montessorino for their continued support of KCAT Public Media. The city of Montessorino has enabled KCAT to inspire, educate, entertain, and inform our community through the magic of television and digital media for over 38 years. Thank you.
0: Uh, All right, we are back uh, with Jessica Rosenberg Uh, And um, what I failed to do um, in that first segment was to acknowledge our live audience. So live audience, let's hear it. Okay, that's enough. Uh, Okay, Uh, so how did you come up with the name of your press, your your (laughs) self-publishing name?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I have, and
0: tell us what it is.
1: So the name I publish under is Blue Octopus Press. <laughs> Honestly, I was coming up with a name, and I have a rug in my office that has an octopus on it, and most names are have, like, a something and a color, and so I was like, octopus, blue, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's memorable, it works. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: I, it, it certainly caught my attention. Uh, okay, so you mentioned... Um, uh, with uh, Amazon and Kindle Unlimited and all that. And and I, I'm not asking for any specifics, but it, I saw a lot of the books are free to those that have Kindle Unlimited.
1: All Everything right? in Kindle Unlimited is free to people who okay. have Kindle Unlimited.
0: How do you get paid?
1: By page. So they have a system. It's like a big pot somehow the math they don't explain all that well but basically the number of pages read that month they divide it by the amount they've received in subscriptions that month and Ah. then the authors get their right their allotted part for that
0: oh that's interesting so obviously you're you're hoping for a lot of page readings
1: yes yes page (laughs) reads are good Um, and Honestly, I'm just happy when people read the book and I'm excited when people email me and they say, this really helped me or this made me feel cozy or this made me feel like I have friends waiting to see me every day. Uh That that, matters more to me in the end.
0: Uh, What kind of social media do you use and uh, what kind of response do you get on that?
1: I tried really hard on TikTok. I really, really tried and I decided it wasn't for me, so the only real social media I do is. Instagram and it's mostly pictures of my dogs just to <laughs> <be really> honest, <laughs> and uh, I'm launching actually a subscription service really soon that's gonna hopefully have more of a social component to it so people are gonna be able to read the books as I write them and give feedback on the chapters oh, as wow. I write them I'm excited.
0: So, and so will there be some kind of like a, a membership for people to do that?
1: Yeah, so it'll be a membership. There'll be different tiers for it. Um, one of the tiers is going to involve like getting a monthly sticker. Through, I've got big plans. I need to rein myself in sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, I like to ask this question of, of the authors. How do you come up with your names for the characters? Oh,
1: it's awful. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I have baby books on my shelves. Um, and then I, I talk to my children, they're like, you, you cannot name that character that. So I outsource as much of the naming as possible. It's actually gonna be one of the tiers in the subscription model, is people are gonna be allowed to help me name things. And they're gonna think it's really cool. And I'm gonna be like, thank goodness someone else is doing it for me. <laughs> naming stores is even worse. Because <laughs> it's a shop street, yeah. and I've had to name all the different stores so hard.
0: <laughs> I, asked, uh, I asked an author this recently, and, and he said that he just knows if it's the right name or not. I, is that it,
1: it is, is true. some of that too? It is so true. And then um, there are two male characters, exactly two male characters in the first book. And I realized they were technically both named after one of my childhood friends, her nickname and her actual name. And I was like, I, I can't name both of them after her. <laughs> some of the characters come with their names and some of them really don't.
0: Well, that's the next question I was going to ask is, are any of the names based on real people?
1: No. I try really hard actually to be like, okay, do I know anyone who has this name? Well, they think this character is based on them and I, I try really hard not to. <laughs> uh,
0: you, seem, you seem very, very much uh, happy with your genres. Uh, do you ever force, ever is kind of a dumb word, <laughs> but do you at some point in the future think that you might uh, try a different genre?
1: I would love to write space opera, which is what? Which is basically this kind of stuff, but in space. So it's like interaction stories. It's there's a space military, and then there's space opera, which is more people oriented. I really want to write that down the road, but I think I have six series in this world planned out. So six it's gonna have to wait. Series, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Six different main characters.
0: Wow. And and are you looking at? three to four books per? Yes. Is that kind of like a standard?
1: Yeah, that's what I, it's kind of to give the main character a nice story arc.
0: Okay, and so you're about, uh, well, soon you're gonna be coming out with your third book in the second series. That's right. Uh, Will you have a fourth and then move along?
1: I think I'm just gonna do three. I think her story wraps up really nicely at the end of the third. Uh, And then there's going to be a series set in a diner with the main character, can hear people's thoughts. And that is gonna to lead to a lot of shenanigans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, a number of things rushed into my right. head.
1: <laughs> She's gonna overhear something and misinterpret it and it's gonna go very wrong for everyone.
0: <laughs> Will there be any recurring characters from the first two series?
1: Yeah, so it's all set in the same town. Uh, and so all of it is gonna be centered around the same people. So there's gonna be interactions with all of them. The, the two series currently, the it's set in a bookshop and a bakery and they're attached, they have an opening between the two of them, the, the, the diner is gonna be up the street, so it's gonna be a little bit more separate.
0: So you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 books for six series, and yeah. then you might consider something else. Oh, maybe. <laughs> People
1: really, really like this world, and you talk about naming. I named the town as it was like a throwaway name. I was like, oh, Portney sounds lovely. And now it's like the center of my marketing and everything. And every time I think of it, I was like, why that name? Like, why did I come up with that name of all names? That's funny. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, did you ever read Portnoy's complaint? I mean, maybe it has no kidding.
1: I have learned in the past that if a name comes fully formed to my head, I need to Google to see why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost accidentally named a character after a porn star once. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's not <laughs> good. Okay. So if you ever thought about maybe not checking again, you, you trashed that thought. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You always have to check. <laughs>
0: uh, d- does this take place, this town, is it in a particular state?
1: It is a fictitious ah. uh, beach town about 20 30 minutes out of Boston.
0: Ah okay and what uh, what made you do the East Coast?
1: I like the I really love New England. There was something about the seasons uh, the main character she starts out in uh, Georgia and so she's driving up the coast and I just there was something about a beach town in Boston that appealed to me huh. Yes, people have told me, and they're like, it would be so nice if beach towns actually had no parking issues and the houses weren't too expensive. <laughs> it was exactly like you write it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to guess that weather on the East Coast would have some bearing on the books.
1: Yes, and I, I have had uh, one of my readers say, these people are having a really long conversation in the middle of a blizzard outside and they're not wearing coats so you're going to have to move that conversation indoors and i was like right it's cold in the snow hopefully that
0: was before you published it
1: long before yes yes
0: uh so you said it took you about two months to write the next one Mm -hmm. uh is that about how long it takes you to write each book
1: it comes out to about that once I get started. So I come up with the plot ahead of time. I plan the whole thing out and then I'm mostly chapter by chapter and once I sit down and I start to write, it's really about six to eight weeks.
0: So you're a plotter, not a pantser. I
1: used to be a pantser and then I realized that you either spend the time working before or you spend the time working after and it's much easier if you do it before.
0: Got it. So it takes you six to eight weeks to, to write and then how long does it take for all the help that you get to make sure it's ready to go?
1: usually another month at least
0: okay so basically three to four months and and you're you're mm-hmm. good to go
1: yeah so I did four books last year uh, and I it was a lot so this year I'm gonna try to do a little slower and only do three
0: okay okay
1: <laughs> there was an unexpected moment I had two books do the same weekend in October it was not a pretty sight <laughs>
0: <laughs> does does Amazon give you any grief over your timing for any of these things or is it strictly up to you
1: it's entirely up to me I pick the deadline I pick the date for the next release Uh, if I can't make that deadline Amazon allows you to shift it once by 30 days Ah. and that's it okay so you have to really think it's easier you can move it up you can't move it back so it's easier to set the deadline way out and then move it up if I have the time yeah
0: yeah yeah okay
1: I just learned that, though, <laughs> back in October.
0: <laughs> was that when you were researching uh, a specific name that you came across No, that?
1: <laughs> it was just two stories at the same time was a lot. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> it seems
0: like it would be hard to kind of keep them separated.
1: <laughs> well, especially since the one of them is actually set in a totally different world with totally different characters, and it's got wolf shifters instead of witches it was complicated <laughs>
0: uh, okay we talked about your narrators who does your book covers is it my one book person? covers
1: are done by one person I researched a lot of books in the genre and I picked the one that I liked best and I reached out to her her name is Karen and she is phenomenal her company is called arcane published arcane covers uh-huh. uh, she's fantastic she uh, has pulled me out of a bind more than once because you do the ebook cover and then once you know exactly how many pages the book is, you can do the paperback cover. And usually I'll be like, uh, here's how many books, and then she's like, and where's the, the content for the back of the book? And I think, I, write, I need to write that. So then I write it really fast. And there have been times where I'm like, Karen, the book comes out in three days and I forgot to tell you I needed a cover. <laughs> and she makes it happen. She's amazing. Really? Yeah. That's great. She's great.
0: Uh, so when you decided to start writing, uh, and you had this group, of course, that kind of led you to what you're writing about. Uh, did you have certain influences from authors uh, that you've read through the years? Or what, what kind of who have you sort of looked toward?
1: So I, I run. My father was a writer um uh, so he's a very loud editor in my head um i, t- I try to ignore him more often than not <laughs> it leads me wrong uh i just mostly i have a lot of friends who are writers i've been in the writing space for a long time and so i pulled in from a lot of that and i just really sat down one day and i was like if i'm going to do this and make this a career i need to really treat it like a career and uh-huh, so i started yeah. really taking it seriously doing a lot of research finding out people i could find information about the process from and picking and choosing from all of their advice to create something that worked for me.
0: Uh do you have a, are you in a re, uh, writing group or reading group?
1: I am not in either. Actually, uh-huh. I don't do well with uh feedback on the go which is why this subscription is going to be very interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but so I try not to do that. I have friends who love their writing groups and yeah. their critique groups, and it's just, it's not, it doesn't work for me.
0: Uh, have you um, come up with a, a, a time yet or a time frame for, you know, when you uh, start this new program, this new subscription program?
1: I think I'm launching it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on some final technical details that I've really this program I'm using is like patreon but just for authors it's called ream R-E-A-M. okay uh, and it's um, it's a very fledgling company and they they are have, having some growing pains and I'm very excited to help support them but at the same time I'm like this is not working for me <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah you guys yeah. need to fix this so. yeah
1: so we'll see how it works out but I think I think I'm set up to start launching it next week. So we'll okay. see. Okay.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So <clears throat> uh, this is a question that I have begun to ask authors. Uh, do you have a favorite book and movie?
1: Not a book that I've written personally. Even. No, correct. Oof. I know. Well, that's really hard.
0: I know. It's it's, a, it's a kind of throwing throw a A monkey wrench in here
1: I can't say that I have a favorite book I have favorite characters like I have characters I really love to go back and reread Um, and movies I I'm much more of a TV show person than a movie person but even that's impossible to give you a favorite (laughs) (laughs) I really love stories with great character developments I am a sucker for stories uh, about uh, daddy issues Um, And family and found family and that kind of things, the kinds of stories where a group of people become a pack of friends. uh, I really I love those. That's my favorite.
0: Okay. All right. It was a, a relatively unfair question with no warning. I, I totally understand
1: I that. I mean, if I had warning, I don't know that I could answer. I, today, the answer would be different than yesterday yeah, and different than yeah. tomorrow. So.
0: Well, you notice it was at the end.
1: Yes. So that if,
0: if you were annoyed, it was, it's, it's kind of too late. I mean, you know, the the interview is done. Uh, okay. All right. So we, we can look forward to book three in series <clears> two. By the end of, uh, around the end of February, you said?
1: I'm hopeful it'll be out closer to April. Ah, okay. Uh, maybe the end of May. Um, we'll see.
0: Okay, March? all right.
1: March, around then, in the spring, is what I'm hoping for.
0: Okay, good. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for, for coming on. Well, thank you for really having appreciate me. appreciate it. Uh, so that uh, we're gonna close the book on uh, this interview. Uh, if you are interested in seeing other podcasts, Uh, You can go on, um, uh, let's see, what is it? YouTube slash Lloyd, I think. Uh, And you can always go on KCAT uh, and uh, uh, check some things out there. There's a lot of great stuff on KCAT aside from the podcast. Uh, So once again, I would like to thank the audience for being here. Uh, And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: You just heard Lit with Lloyd here on KCAT Radio. Explore all our KCAT original programming at kcat.org radio.